batshit news. It was a moment in time, though, because I've un... Can I say uncocked? No bullshit news. Hot dog. Yeah, no, shit, no, no shame in my game. No bullshit news. Bring it, motherfucker. I'll break it off the yeah. wall. No bullshit news. Gotta love that. The middle class is dying. Probably and would. That's why Trump got away. No bullshit news. Welcome to No Bullshit News Hour, brought to you by Dr. Yaldo. You hate your reading glasses. You hate your bifocals. Contacts are a daily pain in the ass. Aren't there enough people sticking their fingers in your eyes? You don't have to be one of them. Dr. Yaldo has helped over 50,000 metro area people get 2020 or better vision with what's called CATS Custom LASIK, the most advanced in the world, and the amazing multifocal lens implants for people 50-plus will give you Great near and far vision for life, and you'll never get cataracts. Everyone should get an eye exam, and regular insurance covers it. Anyone tired of the ancient technologies can get a free evaluation and see if Lasix or multifocal lens implants are right for you. Call the number and say LaDuff sent you, and you'll get the no-bullshit discount. 1-800-398-EYES, 800-398-EYES, or go to YaldaEyeCenter.com. It's also brought to you by our good friend Luke Nowacki. Some of us might not be prepared as we need to be for our future financial obligations. Whether it be pension planning, life insurance, college savings plans, or tax-deferred investments, Luke Nowacki can help answer all your questions and help you plan your future. To all our first responders, let's make sure your pension is going to be enough. You keep us secure every day. Let us help plan for your future. Call Luke. I recommend it highly at... 248-663-4748. Again, 248-663-4748 to set up an appointment today. Securities and Investment Advisory Services offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Royal Alliance Associates, Inc. is separately owned and other entities in our marketing names, products, or services referenced here are independent of Royal Alliance Associates, Inc. And that's the business, and we... Well done. Thank them for supporting us. Now, in the uh, studio today, we've got two, two great guests today. These are the titans of Detroit media. You funny to me? Well, I was, I was wondering where Huel was. Uh, that's not me either. You're the other guy. <laughs> Huel. It's Huel Perkins, a longtime anchorman, reporter, uh, really, man, the dean Newsman, the dean of Detroit journalism, uh, my big brother, and uh, Drew Lane, my other big brother. You know, oh, that, that's the man. Yeah, that's the man. Uh, Who's that? I think you're the man. Oh no, you're the man. I'm you're the, the man. man sitting next to the man. <laughs> I'm the man sitting next to the man sitting next to the goddamn man. <laughs> so you'll look, look. Why aren't you here? Because you know what I did for you, man. What's that you drink? Do you drink vanilla vodka, right, with cranberry? Uh, I do. I got one right here. This is the worst drink. <laughs> <laughs> I usually have the straight up on the on the ice, but uh, if you have flavored vodka, you have it on the rocks. If you have unflavored vodka, you take it with cranberry. You don't put vanilla with cranberry. That is a mistake. Obviously, you oh. don't. <laughs> oh, so that's where we made our mistake. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. Let's do that again for because this is no bullshit news. Okay. Flavored vodka. You do... Do not, do not drink flavored vodka with anything else. Because you it's flavored. flavored. Thank you. The flavor is there. 
So you put flavored vodka on the rock. Okay. You know, you may, and then wouldn't you know, he mix it with cranberry, do. unflavored? Straight vodka, exactly. Well, Hugh, your anchor credibility comes through even when you're giving drinking advice. Well, I, I know it well. <laughs> <laughs> but look what shocked me. Let me tell you this, what shocked me. Listening to you, Charlie LaDuff, do a commercial. I have never heard you do a commercial before. What, what do you think In of that? In all the years I've known you. No one's ever asked. It's amazing. It's it's wonderful, but but you you do it well. Well, you you, you, you know what I always said. Pays the bills. You know what I always said. When you do journalism, what you're really doing, just be naked and true about the business. And I want to get your thoughts on the business. But what you're really doing is delivering an audience to advertisers. Absolutely. So I never sneer or. frown look you guys paying me to do my thing i'm happy to do it you know there you go there you go well i tell you the advertising in the podcast world the listeners are so loyal to those advertisers because they know they're there for that guy you have to go to a little trouble to listen to a podcast and if those advertisers don't get any results then that mm-hmm. guy you me and that podcast goes away it goes away so and, and by the way the 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 personal reads People will stay with them because they're part of the show. It's still your voice. So speaking of which, you'll have you had your eyes examined lately? I need to. Dr. Yaldo. (laughs) 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 Another one of my friends, Eli Zaret, is is also a Yaldo patient. Yes. uh, Very happy. And he's got great vision. Contacts and glasses. I'm not going to have the eyes... uh, done with any sort of LASIK surgery. Well, uh, you know, let me just say this, just for fun of it, but I went in there, and it's a real cool place. It's not a high-pressure get surgery on your eyes. He's an ophthalmologist. He's a good doctor, and they they basically checked my eyes, opened up a file, and, you know, he's my my eye doctor now. Sure, sure. So so go in there. Okay. Okay, listen. Huel, do you listen to No Bullshit News Hour? Uh, Actually, no. This is the first time I've heard it. Uh, I... Went on the, the podcast, Apple Podcast thing, and apparently I did not have the right program requirement. So the only thing I can get is a past episode of your podcast. What you, can do, what you do is this. You, you download... Well, past episode, that would be last week. That would yeah, be the current he, episode. He, he might be getting the... the uh, he might be getting the just the website. You know what I mean? Oh. Just download the, uh, the Apple app, the iPod app, Huel. That's how you do it. Okay, uh-huh. download okay. the app, just put my name in, hit subscribe, give me a five-star rating for whatever reason that is. <laughs> you got is. it, you got it. Hand your you phone to it. a 10-year-old and it'll be all be taken <laughs> care of. Because this, cause it's a bitch, because, you know, like, trying to be independent, we need all that. See, yeah, because you might not have heard no bullshit news, but you're reporting the stories that we're breaking here. Like, Look, uh, you, you know, you've always been in front of everyone. You've always been leading the pack, Charlie. That's what I'm looking for. And I've told you many times that when we lost you, we lost the soul of local news. You didn't lose me. That's just the truth. You didn't lose me. Well, we we lost you from this platform. We did. And um, You miss me? Yes, yes, every day. Every day. No question about it. Well, we're going to have to fix that. If I I was running things, you know, it would be like different. But I'm not. I'm just a cog in the wheel. 
Yeah, that's so, that's kind of true. I mean, but wait, 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 Hugh, you're a big cog in the wheel. He's the cog. You must have something to say I about no, things. No such he's thing. He's a great as big as cog. It. People used to I tell me not. that about me. <laughs> uh, well, you know what? Things have changed, Drew. <laughs> and yes, I can speak out, but that doesn't mean anybody's going to listen. Yeah. And there that's are true. fewer and fewer people who will listen because more and more we see. Decisions big and small being made outside of this station, outside of this state. You, you mean a, you mean about the about the news that we report within about the state? Every, about everything, about the business. I mean, just days ago, um, my parent company sold more than half of itself to Disney. Now, all the film and TV studios are now owned by Mickey Mouse. So, but are you but, get you get a little bump for that. You know what? My boss was very generous. He gave every employee who remained with Fox broadcast and cable and sports a gift. Uh, I don't think I can divulge what it is, but he gave us all a little something. Yes, he did. Well, just just tell me, Hill. I mean, listen, just he, you tell you know me. He made, 80, he made roughly $81 billion, and he did reward some of us for our loyalty. And look, I've never seen that before. Uh, that's, that's amazing. So I'm, Al- I'm, Although, Huel, they, they didn't tell us when we were getting it. No, they didn't. <laughs> Bob, Bob, that may be good. Did well, you see the stock market today? It dropped 400 points. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's funny as hell, Huel, because I, I was telling these guys when I was working at the New York Times, they gave me a sort of preferred stock, deferred bonus. Instead of a raise, I got stocks that I could exercise. For, win- for winning the Pulitzer. Just oh, for doing a good job. Okay. Um, so I got like uh, he was getting to that a thousand stocks, right? And the stock mm-hmm. was at a hundred bucks a share, and I could mm. cash it in in five years. By the time mm. five years passed, it was like twelve dollars a share. <laughs> <laughs> so do the math. Why is that funny? Thanks for that hard work. <laughs> I got that that two grand a year. Like thanks, boss. I'm, I'm I'm crossing the desert with a bunch of Mexicans, you know, like scorpions are out there. Oh, when you walk through the desert, uh, migrants, when they walk through the desert, they do it right. They wear two pairs of jeans because when mm. you're walking in the dark, the cactus, those needles out there mm. are so thick that they will skewer your scrotum. Oh, mm. so you wear two pairs. It's, it's a rugged thing. So wow, that, that's one of the reasons I got the. Worthless stock from the New York Times. <laughs> Did you wear two pairs of jeans? I should have kept the fucking stock because Trump got elected, and now the stock went back up because people are reading it again. Hey, Hugh, can, can I go back to when uh, we were talking about what influence you can or cannot have? I, I know when three people were let go a couple years ago, Jason and Lee Allen yeah. and Murray Feldman, that you, were up, you were upset about it, and you spoke out. I did. I did. And did, uh, did your word... Uh, were you called on the carpet for that, or was that just kind of tell the truth to the moon? I, I was there. Tell the truth a little bit, but that, you're not you're not here to dog look, anybody. Th- look, th- look, th- there were discussions, and uh, uh, no, not everybody in the station liked it, but I didn't care. I know that's what and, I love um, about you. You know, I said, but let me let me tell you this too. That meeting started off in a contentious way. But by the end, we were all on the same page. You know and, why, Hugh? And, 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 and that happened because people could see the logic and the heart of what I was trying to say. Yes. And 
that's changed everything. You were you were so being I, a I, leader, I, man. I, I have no no animosity toward anybody about that. And again, you know, that was a decision I did not understand. I simply said, "What the hell is going on?" And, <laughs> and you were right, Hugh. You were right. And that's all. That's all, and and I I think that um, again, in that after that meeting, there was a a big change in attitude on the part of of. Some of the decision makers, and I'm happy for that. I'm glad for that. And, and and so, yes, it does work sometimes, but not all the times, because there's sometimes there are decisions outside of the control of even the people I work. With. That's what I'm saying. But you know, it's, it's, that's called. That's why I call you the dean, and I call you a big brother, because I mean, you understand people and humanity in, in sort of local television you become not only a celebrity, because you're the closest thing that we have, you become a conscience, kind of. And when somebody like Murray that was there for God knows how long, since Roosevelt, yeah, Roosevelt or something, and Jason Carr (laughs) is very loved, people want to know what happened, because they're in their kitchens, in their bedrooms, and I thought it was, I remember talking to you about it, you had to do it, you had to. Yes. Exactly. I'm glad it didn't blow back on you. Hugh, what what, what year did you get to Detroit? I came December 1st, uh, 1989. Okay. To do the noon news and the 4 4 p.m. news with Sherry Margolis. Did people people tell you that you had to be from Detroit to get over here? Nope. They didn't? Okay. Where'd you come from? I don't even know that. Not at all. I started my career in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Uh, I had a wonderful mentor an attorney by the name of Cyril Vetter, who uh, practiced labor law briefly, uh, did well, but who made his money by writing a hit song <laughs> called Double Shot of My Baby's Love. Oh. Wake up this morning, my head in the clouds. What I need, double shot of my baby's love, which was a hit on both the pop charts and then later on the country charts. Double Shot of My Baby's Love. Double Shot of My Baby's Cyril Vetter, look it up. I think they call that Cyril beach was a music. Wonderful, wonderful man. The Swinging Medallions had the hit, I believe. There you go. Cyril Vetter was the leader of the Swinging Medallions. Okay. Out of Baton Rouge. There you go. Absolutely. So was he a TV this, guy or what? No, he was just a rich guy. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, why was this? How was this songwriter such an influence? Well, this songwriter. Who, who made his money in music and became an attorney, didn't really like being an attorney. Who his does? cousin, uh, I can't think of his name, I'll just call him Bubba, because that's what we call people down in Louisiana sometimes. But his cousin Bubba uh, owned a TV station, a UHF TV station, Channel 33 in Baton Rouge. But his cousin didn't know how to run it. And soon his approaching bankruptcy. So Cyril comes in and says, well, look, I'll buy the station for pennies on the dollar, and I'll assume your debt. What was it here? Take it. Uh, and Cyril took it upon himself to go out and find talent. Here, there, and everywhere. Is this a song? I, I, hear, I hear the song. Yeah. Peaked at number 17 on the Billboard Hot 100. There you go. It was banned on many radios. <laughs> sing it, Yule. It sounds like, yeah, sing it, Yule. Come on, hold on, hold on. Get, compose yourself. 
The song was banned on some radio stations because of the lines referring to drinking and sex, including worst hangover I ever had, and she yeah. loved me so hard. Love me so hard. Wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, put the music back on. You're not getting off. Let's go. Let's hear it. This sounds like uh, the Mysterians. Question mark of the Mysterians. 96 Tears. Same year, 66. Question marks from uh, Saginaw, I believe. Is that right? Rudy Martinez. Yeah, he's a Michigander. What's the name of the band again? Question, uh, this band, the Swinging Medallions? No, the other one. Question Mark and the Mysterians? You ever heard of the Question Mark and the Mysterians, Hugh? No, I do not. I'm You're going to cry. Cry to 9 to 60. Oh, yeah, yeah, cry to 9 to 60. Yeah, yeah, They're yeah, the yeah, same yeah, freaking yeah. song, so your mentor is a plagiarist. No, no, not at all. Okay, like, so, like so he got ripped all. off. He got ripped off. I, I, you know what? He was, I think, writing in, in the vernacular of the time. Oh. <laughs> that, that, that beat... That rhythm, and it worked. Uh, when Sting did his song, uh, I'll Be Watching You. Do you know there was another song very similar to that? came out about the same time. What's the name of it? I don't even remember, but it, it, it made the top ten and made a hell of a lot of money. But let me tell you, Cyril Vetter I love. Let me tell you why I love it. Cyril Vetter hired me. And not only did he hire me, he said, you can go to law school during the day. And you can work for me at night. When you graduate, you can become the station attorney. I'll go to Florida, collect the checks, and we'll all be happy. What a wonderful man. That's a great deal. Great deal. So I went to law school during the day. Number one in my class, by the way, I'll have you know. uh, It was my senior year. Little did I know that back then, 85, 86, there were people who would travel the country videotaping people on the air. This was before the Internet. And some consultant from Maggot and Associates out of Cedar Rapids, Iowa, taped me, sent the tape to Cedar Rapids. A guy from St. Louis, Steve Antonetti, went to Maggot and Associates looking for a new anchor. He saw my tape, flew down to Baton Rouge, took me out to dinner, and said, I want you to come to St. Louis to anchor the news. I said, thank you, but no thank you. I'm in my senior year of law school. I'm going into the legal field just like my grandfather. He said, young man, do you know how TV works? You work in the 95th market, one of the smallest in the country. I work in the 15th largest market. I can pay you more money. I said, sir, how much? (laughs) And he wrote a number on a napkin. And my wife and I looked at each other, and we pretended not. Well, that's very nice, but uh, <clears throat> uh, <laughs> Mr. Antonetti, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll try it for uh, a year, and then I'll probably go back to law. And he said, son, why don't you try it for a month? And if you don't work out, I'll fire you anyway. Nice. So keep your wife in Baton Rouge. Here's a check for a month's work. Worth of work, enough for you to get an apartment. Let's see what happens. Let me interrupt you. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was going to ask, too, what the me, monthly check was for. Yeah, how much was that check? <laughs> the, he wrote me a check that night 
for what? $10,000. Wow. Oh, man. Nice. Back in, back in 85. Just yeah. a move. That was just a move. Did you, did, you res- my did you respect this guy more when he went like this? Oh, no, there's no year, motherfucker. I'll give you a month. Did you respect yeah. him when he came back yeah. and just punched because you? I, because I had no idea either. I, I, I wow. wasn't sure of this. But, you know, it was the, the figure he wrote on that napkin was more than Cyril would ever pay me. It paid all of my tuition for all of my law school. And I, it was worth a try. Charlie, I think and we I need thought, to... I, look, sure look, was. I thought it was right. Look, I thought it was right. He said, look, it doesn't work. I'll fire you. You go back. Your wife, my wife stayed back in Baton Rouge to complete her MBA. Another bonus. Another bonus. Yeah. <laughs> He's still saying the check was for moving, etc. What, what was the second check for? The check for working the month? Yes. <laughs> exactly. No, I don't like details going uh, by. Uh, Wait a minute. There uh, were two uh, checks. There were two checks. The first check came that night on the dining room table. Ten grand. In a restaurant. Ten thousand dollars. And the other check? Well, come on. <laughs> come on. Thirty-three years ago. Oh, yeah, come on. Uh, let's let's just say. That, uh, it was more than ten grand. No, don't interrupt, oh, yeah. Yule. How much was it for a month? I didn't, I didn't get the check that night. No, of course not, because it was a cabillion dollars. Right? No, it was not. No, it was not. It was, it was, but it was well into the six figures. Holy six so, figures! Yeah. For one month? So, for the, for the year? No, 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 Man, that's it's the golden much, age. It's not, as much as, it's not as much as Drew Lane made. No. <laughs> Drew Lane made a shitload <laughs> of money. Not even near that. He made a so. shitload of money. There's well, a story. There's wait, a story. Wait, wait, oh, ho, 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 ho. My show, my show. How'd you get dragged There's a this story show? about Thank you. Drew. What? Drew dropped a check in the parking lot. Like, he actually got, you know, back in the day, he dropped a check. Mm-hmm. And it was more than, like, everybody at the station was making combined. Yep. They're <laughs> still telling that story. Thank you. What? Thank you. Yes. I, I was Thank not you. making well into the hundreds of thousands of dollars in 1986. In 1986, 2006, I, this, I made this check. $35,000 in 1986 at uh, an FM station in Charlotte, North Carolina. Your fingers are twitching because you're nervous, Drew. What did you make in 2006 for a year? 2006? Yeah, we, I want the uh, listeners to know the golden age is over. I'll say that it was seven <laughs> figures. You keep go. going. There you go. Well, well, that's huge. Just go he'll ahead. The hundreds of thousands of dollars. Drew, it's over I'm, a I'm decade I'm okay with seven ago. figures. Yeah. That's a, more than a million. How, seven how, figures is a lot of money. Is it more than yes. one million? Uh, it was more than yes. one million. Yeah. Yes, uh, it was. Thank yeah. you. Okay. Thank you. Yes. See, this is respect. Now like, I think Hule owes Everybody knows we need to get this. more out of Hule. <laughs> <laughs> I've never made a million dollars, so hey, no. I made close, but never made <laughs> <laughs> that, that damn Rich Fisher. <laughs> but you see that then Rich Fisher, my dear, dear, wonderful friend, whose birthday is coming up in April. I miss him so much. How old is he going to be? Uh, is is he 73? He's, he's, he's gone. He's gone. Oh, that's he's right. He's gone. He's gone. Yeah. He's gone. And that's why, you know, yeah. you know every year about this time. Mo- I, I moment missed. of silence for Rich Fisher, ladies and yes, gentlemen. Yes, let's... yes, yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I I love that man. Oh. I really did. I remember he, when I when my I, mentor and my friend. When I got here in uh, 1991, and we were so unknown, and WRIF was not doing any ratings, and we had to do a charity event that Ken Calvert had agreed to do, and it was a 24-hour broadcast for childhood diabetes, and we asked all kinds of people to come on who didn't. We were new in town, and 
Rich Fisher was one of the biggest people that agreed to come on, and he wrote a check for $500 to the charity, mm-hmm. too. And it was, mm-hmm. it was really appreciated because we weren't squat at that moment. It was very kind of him to come on and be so generous. I, I, not many others did. We could jump all you over You soon here. grew into kings of the empire. So <laughs> <hey>. <laughs> yeah, and then, we, much, didn't, then we didn't want him on. Well, you, you yeah. know that to be true, Huel, because cause Drew did. And, I um, And after a, like a, a quarter of a century of just rock and just owning it and, and redefining it, yep. he, he decides to walk, not because he's mad, but because there's other things to do, right? Mm-hmm. So... What about you? What, 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 what's, what we just jumped from you just got to St. Louis to you're retiring. But what, what, what are you going to do? Are, are, is this your last year? Give me some news. Uh, I don't want to say right now. There will be an announcement soon. But here's, here's what. Wait, whoa, whoa. What I'm is, a reporter, and I'm a damn good one, and I'm your friend. Yeah, yeah, that but, means but you know what? Yes. I'm not, not going to say publicly what I've said to you privately. <laughs> no, you didn't say anything to me privately. <laughs> All I'm going to tell you is this, that the death of Ron Savage had a tremendous impact on me. The death of Rich Fisher had a tremendous impact on me. And the one thing that I realized as I'm 64 now, approaching 65, I do not want to die at my desk where I am right now. I want to die on the golf course, on a beach. I want to die watching the sunrise, the sunset. I want to die with a smile on my face because I never know, we never know, when that moment will come. And this has been a wonderful life, a wonderful ride, but I don't want to take this journey forever. I want to make a detour at some point and do something else. Look what Drew did. Look what Drew did. Well, I, I mean, I, 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 don't think, I'm, I don't think I'm going to do that, but, but, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it just comes to a, a, a point in time. You, you want to do something else, and, that, and that, that's rapidly approaching. That's rapidly approaching. No, it's not death. What it is is life. What it is is life. Oh, boy. That'd be a Dearly big... beloved, we are gathered here today to get to this thing <laughs> called life. Ladies and gentlemen, we gather here today. Oh, some prints. Wow. Well, Let's get crazy. Let's get loose. Huel, I noticed that you're not a, a huge presence on social media because I Googled you, and first of all, a lot of stuff came about your father, uh, who's a very interesting guy, and you know, a huge influence oh, on you. Absolutely. But yeah. not, not so much on you for being the anchor that I consider to be the, the dean of television anchors at this moment and for quite some time now. You are not all that active on social media. I don't want to be. <laughs> I don't blame you. Amen, brother. Me either. Because you'll wanna, get in trouble, I right? Live, I want to live life. I don't want to live online. But I'm, you, wait a minute. You know, yo, I, I yo, put, yo. I put, I put some things on there, but I don't want to spend my day doing that. That's, that's all, all your day job. is, Huel. Not that you're not, not It's no, television. Look, and, that's part, and that is part of the problem. Look, four years ago, we got a memo. Stop spending time on Facebook and Twitter. You don't have time to do that. You need to. Two years later. We want you to spend as much time on Twitter and Facebook as you can. It's tell me why. Tell me why that is. But tell me why. How does a, the media profit being on Facebook? How do you monetize, you know, j- mentally jerking well, off? Well, I don't get it. Huge, this, excuse me, this is a huge problem for all of media because Facebook, Google, Twitter have sadly 
sucked the eyeballs and the attention of our public. That's why newspapers are, are not death spiral. They're gone because of the goddamn internet. It, Amen. Yes, it's so convenient. It's wonderful, but it is killing the media. It's killing local news. Let's do it's this though. Killing. Ho- hold on. This is me yes. and you. It, okay. When newspapers die, then TV dies because without newspapers, TV doesn't know what to do. They, you know, let's face it. We were ripping off the newspapers for decades. No right? question about it. No but question. Still, so respect to the ink stained wretches. TV. Amen. Is not going to die the same way that newspapers did. No. What do you mean? And that is be- and that because of the visual content we provide. It's on a screen. We are originators of visual content. And what my what do my children like to do? Wait, you call that content? Look, they want they want to look at YouTube, and they don't care. YouTube's either. funny. Some of it is, but some of it is not. Yeah, the but local is, news is like not <laughs> in- entertaining or visually uh, but, interesting. Uh, well, Most not times, to them. I agree. Not to them. You do it agree, though. Well, wait, 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 wait. You agree with that, though? It's, it's, uh, it could be it's better. Not, it's not. It could be better. But let me tell you this: it's also a matter of timing. Dad, I don't have to watch you at five, six, ten, or eleven because I can get the news I need right now on my phone or my iPad. I don't have to tune in. I can just. That is why sports, though, has become right a. Phenomenal vehicle. Because the driver. In mo- live, in most cases, live drama on court, on the field, on the diamond, as it happens. You know what? And, and, and television is only one of the places they can get it. Pull, pull yes, that thing but, up, Bob, but, that but, you, were, but, you were telling me before the show, right? About the little research, not the little, re- the, the research that you did, the Googling that you did. But, Huel, it is interesting that Fox, that owns uh, the stations it particularly owns, everybody that got stock. They're called the owned and operated stations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That in almost every one of those, there's a NFL market. So that's the a, yeah. that's brilliant. That's exactly. Well, that's, that, 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 that's why Fox got out of Boston and went to San Francisco because because Boston is an AFC team. Fox has the NFC. Fox has the NFC. So Fox yeah. wa- wants to get back into St. Louis, where you're from, right. and they want to get into Seattle. Although, although only uh, assuming St. Louis doesn't lose the team. St. Louis, but right. well, that's news. What, really? Oh yeah. The Seahawks oh are on the block. Oh my! Yeah. Let me tell you, everything is for sale. Everything is for sale. Sure. I'm not for sale. in Middle America. If that's if not true, there is some, Oh God, yes. You if mean media? You mean media stuff, not the people. I'm saying baseball teams, football teams, soccer teams, anything that can draw a crowd. If it's in Mid America, small or market Mid America. You can, and if you can get it to a bigger market, West Coast, East Coast, there will be money on the table. You well, mean, and that, that's been true for years and decades. Because, I mean, the, the, Cle- the Cleveland Browns, there's no stronger football city, and they were sold to Baltimore. Just and understand, look, look at the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, but yeah. what? They but, were the St. Louis Cardinals. But why? So let's get to the point. And of, they so why is about that, the why money. No, not the money. They left for the money. They, they, left, they, the left, money. they left for the population. The more population, the more money. Which means money. Right. right. Which, Which go, means money. Now going back to, money, to... Money, 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 go, money, money. Money, 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 money. Thank you. Uh, and, and, we are, and we are all cogs in the wheel. All of us. Even rich people like Drew Lane. We're all cogs what? in the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> You're right about that. But at least I'm running my own wheel now. 
All in all, we just a another brick in the wall. You know, Drew, 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 is a million, Drew is a millionaire. What? But He's a he very millionaire. Okay, wait, Huel, let's, let me try something here. Wait, if Huel was here, wait, he I'm going to try Huel's Southern Black Roots. I, I'm a millionaire, too. That's okay. Yes. That's, <laughs> you guys earned it well. No, let's get something straight about wealth. We all want to be wealthy. But I love it when people get it the right way. It's those that oh, don't that we're angry at. Let me go back here. Hugh, you're a black man from the South. Yes. Name that artist. Ready? All in all, he's just a another brick in the wall. You? Bob? Pink Floyd. Floyd, we know that, but some guy was singing it didn't sound good. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was more like a purple Floyd. Yeah, I was like, who is this guy? You know. All in all, he just a another brick in the wall. You know, I was in Berlin and I, I saw that show. When the wall You came saw out. Pink Floyd in Berlin? Roger Waters. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, that's I don't good. remember it. Oh, Even better. Why, why, why not? Because <laughs> I was partying my balls off that the world was free. You know what? It was moments like that where I wanted to get into journalism. That I, I went around the world by myself and I thought I had things to say. You know? You do. And, and let me tell, tell you again what I told you in private. You are one of the best writers in the country. There is no one else with your voice, your unique talent. You tell a story like no one I've ever seen or heard. And that's why I love your books, I love your articles, and why I miss you so much on our air. No question about it. You making me an offer? I, look, if, if I could, I would. You know, Make you, me an I, offer. In a minute. In a minute. I'll call you after the in show. In a minute. Hey, we still have no BS news here. Come on. This is a good show. Uh, this is a pretty big show. This is way. happening. This show is, is it, is it, Drew? 40,000 40, downloads is, is a lot for a pod. It's a huge audience for a podcast. It's, More in, the, than it's in the one percent, the half of one percent at least. Fantastic. I wish I Fantastic. made money like it was. Like, I was going to say, finally we made it in the one percent. I'm a one percenter. You'll let me go back. Okay, forget your time in St. Louis. What a dump. What a <laughs> dump, as Betty Davis said. You got here December 1st, 1989. By my yes, reckoning, you... The same, guy, the same guy that brought me to St. Louis, by the way, brought me, brought me to Detroit. You he were here for the last month of the Coleman Young administration. Yes. Oh, I got that. How about that, Drew? Hey, that's okay. pretty good. So let's, let, let's get topical, brother. You were here for the last month of Coleman Young, okay? Mm -hmm. And now we're... In present-day Detroit. Who, who wonderfully called me a motherfucker the first week I was here. I Fucking Col great. Coleman Young did? Oh, tell the story. Really? Oh, fuck. <laughs> motherfucker, welcome to Detroit. <laughs> did he say that? <laughs> you know, one of these media scrums, and, you know, new reporter asked him a question. He says, who the fuck are you? <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say? What'd you say? Huh? I said, I'm, I'm Yul Perkins. I'm a new anchor. I'm a new noon anchor on, on uh, Channel 2. We went Fox 2 on Channel 2. Said, All right, motherfucker. Welcome to Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> Did you feel welcomed? He smiled. He smiled. It, it, was, it was hilarious. You know what's great, Yul, is um, I, I like how things have progressed because the media now does and Fox too. I always loved it and and Dana Hahn when she was the news director there. I mean, I love the news directors there now, but 
they would allow us back in the day that wasn't making air, right? Right. Today you're de- that you're putting that on. You're gonna bleep, motherfucker. Yes. But you're putting but that it makes on. on. Yes. And exactly. and just just the fiber, you know, like just the the the, the context in which we live. That's. You kind of live for that. That's actually what you remember from 1989, is it not? Absolutely. So, now, going 30 years to the present, let me go like this. As first reported here on No Bullshit News Hour, the federal agents are in Eric Sabree, the county treasurer's ass. Mm -hmm. The UAW is up on the block, corruption, selling out the rank and file. The Detroit Mm -hmm. police, the towing, the feds are up in that. The mayor, the land bank, the city council, Macomb, Taylor, even Quicken Quicken Loans fraud trial, federal fraud trial, starts in August. So let me ask you, in this scope of your life, your news life, are things more active, more corrupt? Uh, Put this in context. Is Detroit back? You lived through Kwame, all of this. Tell me where we're living now as to when you came here in 89. I think it's a simple choice between people, public servants, who choose to do the right thing the right way and those who don't. And what it is is another chapter in the same story, the same saga. I think that uh, many of our so-called public servants believe they're better at it than their predecessors. Mm-hmm. But they're not. And ultimately, I, think, I don't think that every crime is uncovered. There are some things that people do get away with and that we'll never hear about. But there are other things that happen. There are Pandora's boxes that are opened that reveal all kinds of things about all kinds of people. Now, you know that the audio tapes made of Gaspar Fiore uh, led to several convictions in Macomb County, and apparently those same recordings allowed the feds to open an investigation of the mayor of Taylor because of what they heard them say about what was going on there. So the truth, I, don't say, I shouldn't say the truth, but as I see it, no, it's, I don't think it's worse. I think that it's just the same pattern. Shit. But have you ever heard the? Have you ever heard the uh, the song? Uh, Every generation throws a hero up the pop chart. Every generation throws another thief in prison. <laughs> Doing the same stuff that was done before. Is Detroit uh, back? And look, and we we've also talked about this, Charlie. The corruption that just infested Detroit back in the forties and fifties, the the thirties, the twenties. There were people. There were Sheriff's deputies and sheriffs going to prison for corruption back then. You know there something, Hugh? Antoine Cadillac, who founded Detroit in 1701, right, was yeah. charged with selling liquor to the natives. Mm. Contraband. He's a dope dealer. Mm. He beat the rap. They hauled him back to Montreal. He beat the rap. He came back, and he was charged with abuse of power in, like, 1708. Okay? Please? Then they make him the governor of Louisiana. So these fuckers <laughs> keep screwing us and then climb higher and higher. They fall upward. Well, he did, but not all of them do. Kwame is in prison and will be for decades. Uh, Paul Manafort, 
is going to prison for a while. There are a lot Unless of people he gets pardoned. Well, that's another thing. That pardon, I believe, will come uh, minutes after the 2020 election. What's your source on that, Yule? If the election were held today, Donald Trump would win again. What's your source on that, Yule? Huh? What's your source on that? Do you think think Trump will win because America's racist or because the the Democrats don't have a clue as to who they are? Both. Mm, So you really buy into that race deal, that the majority of Americans, which are white, are racist in their heart? No, I do not think the majority. No, I'm not saying the majority. No. I am saying that, that there's a contingent that responds to the dog whistle. There is also a contingent. Here, yeah, boy. That, that, I'm just throwing all, in all you got, all sound effects. All you got to say is, you know, there's no problem with um, white supremacy. There's no, I don't see any problem. Uh, you know? So, so, so the shooter in New Zealand mentioned me in his manifesto. I didn't pull the trigger. Not my problem. Uh, I do believe... Uh, what um, Kansas Gillum says, not that I think that's who you're Trump voting racist, for. Uh, not that I think Trump is racist, but even the racists think he's racist, which is which is why you find the Klan voting for Trump, which is why you find neo-Nazis voting for Trump. I'm not saying that most of the Trump supporters are racist, not saying that at all, but I am saying that a significant number of Trump supporters are indeed racist, but they are also they're also good people. Whoa! Well, you sound like you sound like Trump after Charlottesville. What are you on talking both sides? about? Uh, no, I didn't say they're good people on both sides. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> See, you're. I'm saying I, I got, got relatives who work. I got relatives who work for Trump. So <laughs> I got to go like this, y'all. We can explore it. It's, I wish we could do this for hours in a space bubble. But as like you, you know where we live. Detroit is up south. We got lots of racial issues. It's it's yeah, hard to get rid of. You are a hell of a lot better than where I came from, brother. Well, you, you have yeah, no idea. Oh no! Tell me is, the story about you having to sit in the Louisiana, in the closet. This is heaven. Tell me no. about sitting in the closet of the dentist during Jim Crow when you were a, you. a boy. Tell me that story. Thank you. That's what I'm talking about. Tell tell that story. Well, it, 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 first of all, first of all, growing up in Baton Rouge, I was born in 1954, and yes. That's the water cannon era, right? You know, versus the Board of Education. But frankly, that had no impact on my daily life for more than a decade. There were still white-only signs all over the city of Baton Rouge. And I led a very upper-middle-class life. I had wonderful parents who tried to protect me from all of this. We lived in an enclave, a black enclave, of middle-class families. But we were still forbidden to do certain everyday things. I could only go to a movie theater on weekends, and even then I had to sit in the balcony, even though I had to pay the same price. I couldn't go to a department store and try on clothes. I had to buy them first, and then they would alter them away from the eyes of the white patrons. I had to wait in a goddamn closet to see a dentist because, look, you should be grateful that I'm seeing black patients, all right? But he didn't want his white patients to see the black patients he was treating. So he, he told you to go stand in a closet? Sit in the closet. A boy. Oh, my God. A young boy. Absolute. Absolute. See, so, Hugh, this so, is important. You know, yeah, go ahead. I'm you, sorry. Well, for, for anybody to complain about Detroit, eh, please. 
Yeah, you had some problems. Yeah, but that was nothing. Well, see, my to my point is, you always, it, we we still have problems, and you have to present. And you're beyond image to me because it's really you. How difficult is it to be black and appeal to whites and to blacks of of all? Charlie, you, I don't even you, think about it. I don't even think about it. You know what? Did I, you I, ever? I am no. I am who I am, period. You know, I am who I am. I get flack from leather rib every time I do it, especially Trump supporters. How dare you <laughs> insult the president? How dare you? <laughs> I don't care. This is who I am. And if you don't like it, fine. Turn the channel. That's fine, too. But you know what? Apparently enough of, of the people in this region are still watching. That's why I'm still here. You're number no. one, baby. Uh, no, I'm not number one. Well, yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Where? Oh, anyway, Huel, I want to just say something about let it, rip, let it Rip. Huel, I love it when everyone talks at once. I don't know why it just is so amusing to me, and I know it's uh, just a horror show for you as the host, but for some reason... That, no, I mean, wait a minute. <laughs> wait, wait. wait. Uh, we're talking. That, that's bullshit. <laughs> but you know, that happens occasionally. It does not happen every night. But that's what made me, when I moved here, it intoxicated me. Because I, I got here in 2008, and I'm like, what the fuck is this show? This is great. This is, because it's called Let It you Rip. Know what? Let, me t- let me tell you how I discovered Charlotte. <laughs> um, he did, Charlie too. Li- I'll give you that uh, credit. Charlie, yes, I did. Uh, Charlie had a wonderful little show uh, that he did at uh, the Coney Island. And... He had some of the same people on that I did, but Charlie had them playing songs, writing music, singing, joking, laughing. I thought it was great, wonderful. And, and I said, you know, we got we to gotta get this guy. And uh, I invited him on the show a few times. And I also put before Dana what you were doing, both in the, in the paper, but also visually. I said, this guy is just incredible, you know. Let's, let's give him a shot. And uh, she did. She did, she but did. The, the the original deal was we can't pay you. I uh, didn't know that. Remember that? Well, I no, think. I, I didn't I, know that. You didn't tell me that. No, no, you <laughs> called me, bro. You go like, hey, uh, great, we can do it. Little problem. Um, oh, well, can't that, pay. Was just, that was just to appear on Let It Rip. No, but once you did Let It Rip, trust me, that, that snowballed into a position. Yes, it did. Well, the first time you were on Fox 2, Charlie, was when uh, Sam Riddle, they, they confiscated the gun. He had the thing. That was the first time I met you. That's when I met you. Yeah. And when, it, when Huel first called me was when I uh, was filming Sham, Sam Riddle in the shower at the YMCA. <laughs> 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 Asking if he's afraid of prison. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I Great that was shit. Fantastic. That was fantastic. But you know what? When I think back over the years, those moments made Let It Rip, you know? Well, I got to be honest Sam with Riddle, you. Sam Riddle would come on our show. On that That's what I and mean. Challenge and the FBI. They, you know, fuck if, the FBI. That's what he said. If you got yeah. to on me, indict me. <laughs> and they did. And they did, yeah. <laughs> and um, how about some um, prison time? Let me, let me um, interrupt here real quick, Sam. Okay. Uh, I mean, uh, Yule. <laughs> the, the vodka got to me. Um, yeah, we're drinking your drinks, Yule. That thing That's that right. I did at the Coney Island was called Hold the Onions. And it, yes. was, it was completely, I got to say, I'm, I'm going to admit it now, I completely ripped you off. 
I, 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 I was so enamored with, with Let It Rip that I'm like, we can do that at the newspaper. And why let TV rip us off all the time? Why don't we rip them off? Now, having said that, one of wow. our dear friends and dear sponsors, so you're going to be in on this, I have a sandwich here for you. At the American Coney Island, in which I am a handyman, and I'm working on the coolers right now, the Grace, cleanest. I love her. I love Grace Jones. She's yeah. right here in, in studio. She brought oh, really, Grace. I love you. I'll give you a hug. Go ahead there, Grace. You all, how are you? Hugs. How are you doing? Good, thank you. To- Oh, I can't wait. Now, see, I'm getting hungry now. See, see wish you were here. We miss you. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, Drew, pass those around. So what we I'm have so you are, you're there. Uh, we could, look, AmericanConeIsland.com, blah, blah, blah. If you're a listener, you know. Go on down there. It's clean. Love it. Love it. Okay, love it, what they it. have now for Lent. You're Catholic, right? You'll... Nope. Not, you're from is. Louisiana. You're not Catholic. I'm Baptist. I'm Catholic. But, my but people from Louisiana, too. That's another thing. Okay, my, 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 so what my, I'm my looking at here, and so are my kids. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at it here, is the the Friday Lenten fish burger. It's got fresh tomato, lettuce, cheese, a wedge of lemon, tartar sauce, and the fish, as misreported mm. a couple weeks ago, is not Atlantic cod because that's garbage to me. It's Pacific cod, which is a sable fish. Now remember. I worked in the canneries in Alaska. So a sable fish is not really a cod, but it's a delicacy. All the Japanese foremen would take them back to their bunkhouses. It's very, see, hear my, hear my voice? It's very, what do you think, Drew? Really good. Yeah, the fish is very, it's got nice oil. It's very flaky. I'm gonna and it's Friday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get it. I right. get it. Mm. Oh, dude, it's six but, bucks. But, but I want to show you though. Mm. I'm sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm, just gonna eat I'm just saying. But it sounds great, but uh, I, I like the chili dog. I can taste. Yeah. Delicious. But not as delicious as a chili dog. And fries. Yeah. Uh, you know that, that chili recipe is 100 years old? I didn't know that. It is. It, they have their own factory that makes their own chili. It's the only one I know of, yeah, of all the conies around. That That's why it's so have, good. Exactly. And it, the, the city is now posting the health inspection reports. American Coney mm-hmm. Island, dynamite. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to talk about the competitor next door. You can compare them yourself. But to me, when I'm taking my people somewhere, like Anthony Bourdain, my friend who's gone on, yeah. pay attention. Pay attention to the shit that you can see because you have no idea what you cannot see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm. Anyway, getting back Very to that, good. why do people hate us, the mainstream media? Uh, because we live in silos of yeah. belief and opinion. And I can tell you now that an evil genius by the name of Roger Ailes is chiefly to blame for that. What do you mean? Uh, let, me, let me tell you what I mean. Okay. Um, Back when he was working in the Nixon White House, low-level PR guy. With Roger Stone. Yes. He came across something in the I hate to interrupt you. I hate to bookmark what you're going to say here. Drew just finished the whole fucking thing. I did. I inhaled it. It was great. It was was delicious. It It was really good. It was great. Thanks, Grace. 
And they've been sitting around for an hour. They are fucking good. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, that, that, that's okay. Yeah, look. And I got to go, by the way, pretty soon. Um, anyway, Roger Ailes looked at the polls and saw a significant number of people who felt that they were not getting the whole truth about anything they saw or read. And he correctly deduced that this was the segment of the American public that did not want to watch Walter Cronkite or Huntley and Brinkley or any of those guys. They wanted news that conformed to and confirmed what they already believed. And Roger L. says, well, I'll give it to him. You mean pandered? No, I'm not pandering. He's not I'm glad pandering. you said that. He, he didn't pander, is, but they kept him in the bubble. He's keeping them in the bubble. He's he's confirming what they believe by giving them facts colored by opinion. And yep. thus, Fox News was born. Well, if I might, and, you know, look, the media is warped. They do come from a particular place. And... But Charlie, everybody does. Well, Objectivity okay, but, is a, let me but say, people let, recognize Objectivity that. is a goal, but a and we all try to reach that goal, but we can't help but bring our own life experiences. That's what you to do. What we report. That's, that's that's part of it. So just admit you, it. You, part of you is in everything you report. That's I think I think people are mad at the media because they realize the media has no idea who they are, how they live. That it's it's not a right or left thing. It's a top to bottom thing. That's what it is. You have you've missed what's fucking happened to us, and you're irrelevant to me. So, pandering works. But I find Bob and I were talking about guns last week. People, obviously, you know, you'll like let it rip. We get it too. They think we're way off the mark, but they still respect us because. We're gun owners. We're from them. We're, we're, we're trying to be someplace that's common, not elite. I think that's a problem. <laughs> yeah, you, 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 you're using the catchword that uh, the Republicans have said will win the election. Okay, okay but guess why the Democrats are going to lose it? Because they don't. Under, even understand who they are. You got the socialists, the they, chicken, they and the. So, you're right. They are searching for their identity. So yeah, I'm for the fucking people, you know. And like, I don't live in the ghetto. I don't live in a trailer, but I'm from the people. I care about people. I don't mind to put myself out there, and ultimately they'll they'll accept my foibles because you tell the truth. People. Well, I don't tell the truth, like Hugh's saying. That it's well, you it's tell a, the truth as you see it, that's, right? That's okay, but at yeah. least give it an honest, brave effort. Yes, right on. Absolutely. Let me ask you one thing. I know you got to go, Hugh, because you're doing this fantastic Aretha Franklin thing, and then Drew's got something for you. Um, Joe, the intern, our 58 year old intern, <laughs> could you give him an internship? Can you give him something? He's pretty good. Could you let him? tail you around for a day to do a story. Sure, Something. But we, we're not, we're not going to pay him, but yeah. No. We're, <laughs> we're not going to pay him either, bro. <laughs> Way to go, Mr. Fucking $10,000 check. <laughs> this guy, does, he needs new glasses. He's consistent. <laughs> Policy hasn't changed. Can you... Can you Hook him up over there? Because I believe guys like Joe, 58, 
you know. It's a that, little late for an internship. But well, no, Joe, Joe, Joe's cool with it, but I believe Joe's one of the hardest-hitting interviewers in town. Mm-hmm. He's got and instinct. There's something there, Huel. And I, m- the, What's the, Joe's last name? Joe, Joe what? DeMarco. Joe DeMarco. Okay. Okay. Well, give, give him my number, and, you know, we'll, we'll see. He can come by. Sure. Okay, he can come by. Drew, you got the last word with Huel Perkins. Well, I wanted to ask Huel about... Uh, just the internet and and the way, for example, the Covington story came about with this sort of edited video, which and was. I, a, hope, I hope you watched our Let It Rip because I was one of the few people who said these young kids are not to blame. Hugh, ah, I, I did. That's what we I, said. I did. I watched a lot of television, and I was stunned. I said that these kids are not to blame. We we watched uh, as the story came out. The hour and twenty minute video was online, and we watched it down here before we went on. And we were stunned at what we were watching on television. And down here in the lower level, yes. Hey, Karen. I hope you're feeling better, girl. Props, Karen. And seeing a uh, a sixteen year old, who Mm -hmm. I mean, this vitriol was incredible, and his face was on everything. Which, uh, you know, it just because I came up. Around the same time you did, and I was interested in journalism, took journalism classes and studied communications. <laughs> it just went against everything. And, and I realized times change. I don't want to sound like an old man, but it just blew my mind uh, that that could happen and that these platforms, too, that the way they just publish. The uh, Power of the Internet. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, and that's why I try to be very careful. I, I don't. You mean I you avoid not- it? <laughs> Well, no, no, I'll sit through it sometimes, but I try never to uh, repost or to retweet anything that I can't confirm through second or third source, because I know how people online will take a given situation or event and use it to promote their own opinion. And so I, you know, we we took our time and we did just as you guys did. We looked at the whole situation. We looked at what happened before, what happened during, and what happened after. And we came to the conclusion on Letter Rip that, no, these kids are innocent and should not have been treated that way and said that on Letter Rip that night. Is it strange to you, Huel, that once people did see the video, and, and I remember NBC and some other people said, it seems there's more to the story, as opposed to, oh, we really screwed this up. It was, there's more to the story, and it sort of took well, that turn. It, 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 it depends on what they did first, you see. Well, uh, in my case, I, that wasn't the first part of our story. Yeah, we're, I'm not talking about you, Jewel. Right. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not accusing you of anything. Yeah. Yes, uh, you I'm are. Saying, but, you know what I'm saying? Don't, don't back NBC off the ha- tip here. Those, those outlets have to do it if that's the first pussy. thing they say. You see, so be careful about what. Well, the, there were uh, CNN in particular because I saw the CNN coverage. They got yeah, it yeah. absolutely dead wrong. That's and then no my no question. question is, when the but story they thought turned, they had it right. They thought they had it oh, right. Oh, they thought they did, well, that's, but they didn't do their homework. Well, that, they didn't do the Your, work. No, the they didn't do the work. Yeah. the work. But, but when we found out that it was the uh, Hebrew nationalists, the Hebrew nationalists? Yep. Yeah, yep. Uh, who Hebrew were, uh, I mean, the, the vitriol there, that, no, that, was, that was blatant. Absolutely. That was horrible. We didn't see exactly. them interviewed on TV. We didn't see nope. them doxxed. We didn't see, so what, yeah. what happened? Yeah. I called them because they're smart enough not to do an interview. Just out there fucking shit up because that's the American street. And that's why we ran that on Let It Rip. We ran their vitriol on Let It Rip so people could see what triggered this whole thing. 
Okay, that's... We all... I mean, so, so people could understand the genesis of this so-called confrontation, which really wasn't a confrontation. No, no, I was. It, I, I, I was actually, as I said before, I was proud of the young man. Yes. You know, what I mean, he stood his ground. He wasn't belligerent, and no, they laid exactly. into him. But wasn't exactly. it wasn't it scary to see so much of the nation turn on a sixteen-year-old kid based on what was yes. called a smirk, and his face was everywhere. Uh, the fact that he was a minor didn't. I mean, that's it's. I mean, we're not turning back, are we? I mean, that's just the way it's going to be, isn't it? It is. Okay, we're, we're, we're getting off this. We're getting off this. I got to tell you something here before you go. Okay, I always looked at journalism as my art. I always tried to do extra, I, you know, the visually or with, with the sentiment or, or, or the, the words. You know what I found out two nights ago? Well, there, there's a whole new literary movement started out of Spain. It's called the Nusilla, uh Whatever the Nusilla movement, right? Hmm. It's it's basically a 21st century postmodern new wave deconstruction of literature. So hmm. it starts out with this guy uh, named I believe his name's Mayo. It, his trilogy just got translated into English, so it's a it's a big deal right now. Turns out back in 2004 he was in Thailand. He got in a motorcycle wreck, broke his hip. He's high on pills. He's laying in a hotel bed. He looks at a sugar package, sees a verse of poetry, he hears some Spanish punk rock, and he reads an article in the New York Times about the loneliest highway in America, okay? Two whorehouses on either end of a 250-mile stretch in a tree of shoes and a hitchhiker, etc. It turns out, Huel, That's yours. that was mine. I know it. I know it. Holy I fuck. It. Yeah. I see. So the the, the things that we do can have, have reverberations across the, the planet. And I'm so pleased. For years. I'm so pleased. I'm flabbergasted. And I'm happy. And I feel the work you I did be. lives. You're a national treasure. You don't know well, it, but you are. Thank you. you. Are. What's your legacy? Getting rich. <laughs> <laughs> well, what will you be remembered for? I, uh, oh, well. Objectivity, fairness, um, curiosity, and a big heart. No, I think you underestimate yourself. I think no. you underestimate yourself. I want to wake up in the morning, and you are there. <laughs> Your game is way on, baby. <laughs> Can I just come and lay down in your room until you get back? As you can see, I can't let it go. Ah! Kwame. <laughs> Where did you learn to it was do just that? just one of those little moments when you just made me fall some more. That, 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 was, <laughs> that was immediate. That was when we, we got the text uh, of uh, the uh, conversation between Kwame and Christine, and we went with it. Uh, did you, Monica was there. Did you read it live, or were you in the booth recording it? Oh, we were in the booth recording, but we only had roughly an hour. God, you were good. We had roughly an hour. But it was so easy. That was so easy. Hell yeah. But anyway, <laughs> that was so easy. But, 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 I've been dreaming all day about having you all to myself. Christine and I still talk, by the way. <laughs> oh, <ooh. laughs> 
Have you listened to the Detroit? He's done a good job of trying to get the light back. Have you listened to Crime Town, the podcast about Detroit? No. You're going to be my guest. Fantastic. It's, oh, dude, I'm going to get it to you. It's a podcast on Spotify called Crime Town. They did Detroit, 1967. They got Kwame in the can. They talked to him multiple times every month. What? Yeah. And the the big post party is going to be next Friday, which is my birthday. And I'd like you to be my guest. And the Mongols will be there, and it'll be live. So if you can take next Friday off, please be my guest. I can't. I'm going to be down in Louisiana checking on my 92-year-old mom. But uh, I appreciate the invitation. That's why we love you. All right, brother. Well, we're going to let you go. I know you got to get back to work. Um, I love you. Let's get lunch. Let's talk about that big contract you're going to offer me. (laughs) <laughs> I'm working on the money right now. <laughs> My man. All right, guys. Love you. Love you, Huel. Thank you, brother. Thanks, Huel. Thanks, here, Bob. All right. We got Joe. We got Joe on the line? Not yet. Okay, well, here's what we'll do. Want to just play it? Uh, so we sent, uh, you know, Joe DeMarco's into the mainstream media, uh, alternative media thing. Joe wanted to do Joe. So this is Joe. No chicken suit? No chicken suit, no assignment. Give us one, right? We got to. Wait, get he's him. on his own. He's on his own. Oh my God! I haven't heard you it. Turned him loose. Okay, I heard a little of it. <laughs> okay, I heard a little of it. <laughs> Is he going to introduce it? Does he know to do those things? To explain to us what he's doing? There's a good one. So Bob's going to get him. So oh, for, okay. for, first we got to get Bob trained. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but this is like I really do believe. That Joe is ready for prime time. Well, not quite ready for prime time. I don't feel you gave Huel a full accounting of what he would have with Joe. Well, Huel's obviously not a podcast listener. I feel like you were marketing Joe to Huel. Well, possibly uh, unfairly. Uh, well, of course, I'm marketing Joe because that's, <laughs> we're not getting paid cabillions here. I mean, Yaldo's a good dude, and thank you, Doctor. But uh, you know, I just think you might need a little bit of a makeover before. We need to get Joe glasses. You seen those grimy? Yeah, things? I know. You or, seen those things? Isn't there some spray and some? And, and they don't even work. I mean, you could tell they like his prescription. Just bad. clean them up, maybe. No. <laughs> Dude, I got him underpants in hot water. What else am I fucking supposed to do? You got him a sports coat. And it's well, that that's somebody did. That's a guy from California who keeps texting me and busting my ass. Joe, you there? Yeah. What's up, man? Wake up. What? First of all, wake up. You know? I'm at work, man. I, I know, man, long, but that's man. not an excuse. We're live. Hello. On tape. Hello. Set up set, <laughs> set, set up the bit here, Joe. Um, okay, so last week we were talking about uh Joe, get to the point. Get, get to the point. I, you got mad at me because I agreed with, with Bannon who said that uh media tends to be uh the opposition party. And you didn't like that because you wanted to be considered part of the mainstream media. So I went out and I talked to a bunch of people and I asked them, can they trust the mainstream media? Okay, and that's good. That's it. That's it. And cut. Huh? And cut. See, it's concision is your friend. Concision means being concise. Okay, let's play it. Now, now this is all you, Joe. This is your idea, your sound. Let's roll it. One thing that leads people to not trust the mainstream media, a video that was published 
on Deadspin on March 31st of 2018. It shows dozens of news anchors at local affiliate stations owned by the conservative Sinclair Broadcast called Group the stand -up. reciting word for word the exact same message on fake news. Fox San Antonio's Jessica Headley. And I'm Ryan Wolf. Our, our greatest, greatest responsibility, responsibility is, is to serve our, our Treasure Valley communities. The sharing of biased and false, false news has, has become, become all too common, common on, on social, social media. media. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. Who is the mainstream media? Uh, Illuminati's. It, Illuminati's. Yeah. I believe that. Do you think they're trustworthy? Uh, is Illuminati's? In some cases, yeah. Some cases, not. And who do you trust for news if you can't trust the mainstream media? I trust Fox 2 News. Hugh oh. Perkins and Monica Gale. Hugh Perkins, so, yo. You remember a guy named Charlie LaDuff that used to work there? I guess I do. I used to love that guy. That guy, I used to love his story. I'm he still got here. down to the needy-greedy. I'm right here. When people messed up. There's a guy waiting on the bus stop. He clearly has an alternative. Bus stop chosen the, the city. Driving around in cars. What do you think of when I mention mainstream news? Trash. Trash? Garbage. Okay, so the next question you probably already answered is, do you trust the mainstream news media for your news information? I don't trust no media. You don't trust any media? So uh, do, you, do you like look to some kind of alternative media for information? I mean, Google it yourself, see what's going on. Google it. Right? The government's not gonna tell you. You'll get the answers there. Okay, last so question. Google it, you'll get Do you remember Charlie LaDuff from Channel 2? Yeah. Do you think he's a part of MSM, or is he a trustworthy news alternative now that he's doing that his weekly podcast word? Is it... No BS News Hour? MSN. MSN. He's trustworthy. What do you think about alternative news media sources, stuff so, that you see online? I don't trust anything online. It's oh. just, uh, you know, a bunch of crap. This week, we're asking people what they think of mainstream media. If I ask you who mainstream media is, who do you think of? Okay. I don't know. Okay, well, if we talk about CBS, NBC, ABC, oh, Fox, right, right, right. NBC, okay, right, 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 okay. right, yeah. Now, can you trust them? Nah, I can't say, can't say for sure. No? Okay, so where do you get your alternative, or do you go to alternative sites, or where do you get your information, news and information? Uh, basically, you know, just listening, you know, basically. Uh, to other people? Yes, yes. Because so, a lot of time I don't even watch the news. Huh. huh. about reading the news? I don't think any of that's going on. Joe, what did we learn here? What? what? Charlie, you like to read. Yeah, I like to read, Joe. I like to write. Yeah. If you notice, most of the people did not trust mainstream media. Okay, that's and what that, them that is. considered what I mean. you to be an alternative. Well, a trustworthy alternative. First of, first of all, Joe, here's the thing that I'm noticing. So... Nice sound quality is better. You press record, so we're, we are rolling. You are light years above <laughs> what you were in September. I mean, so kudos. The editing was good. That was Bob Shadowbauer who edited that. Congrats, Bob. Yeah. Yeah, he cut out a lot of the important stuff. On yeah, you say that oh, every week. Oh, you, you know what he didn't cut out, Joe? <laughs> you know what he did not cut out? <laughs> the the question that you never asked about why. Don't you trust mainstream media? Why? So you got a pen well, on you? A lot of people said why they did. No, they, they didn't. You didn't include that in, in the files? BS. Well, you didn't I'm include that. Which you, ho, ho. Media is 
Yeah, but why? Why? See, look. Write this down. Or remember it. Ready? Here we go. Who, what, where, when, why? The five W's. Why? Why out? People said why. They did not say why. Well, if they did say why, you you didn't include them in the files. I could accept this if you were paying tuition. (laughs) But you're not. Can, can I be devil's advocate and ask Joe, uh, what did what did Bob cut out that uh, you feel changed the, the course of the piece? And the tenor. People saying, more people saying that they considered him to be alternative and not MSN, although they trust him, most people that they see him as an alternative. That's fine. Well, I, was, I wasn't going to give Charlie a blowjob. I don't mind a blowjob. No, a blowjob is good. Every, every man needs one now. And the reason why is because... You're busy making shit up. You never asked that. I feel like the thing that you say Bob did not include was I sensed that in what I heard, that Charlie was considered a, a good source. Yeah. It seemed like a cheap shot at the editor who probably Why spent don't a they lot of like time on that. mainstream media? Yes. Why don't they like mainstream media? <laughs> well, I was don't drinking. Blame so, yeah. <laughs> so hey, there's that. Hey, the show's not paying. Though. They <laughs> don't like mainstream media because they say that mainstream media is bullshit. And it's That's same. deep. Some people said it was Wait, 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 wait. Hold on a second. Wait, wait. Let me write it down. Agenda. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. wait. wait You're Joe. going too fast. Say that again. Mainstream media is bullshit. First I want. Okay. Next one. Go on. They're saying the Illuminati controls Illuminati. the media. They're saying the, they have a hidden agenda. Hidden agenda. And what is that agenda? Saying, what is that agenda? Would they I say? Know, I didn't ask. You didn't right. Did right. Say, he's just saying that the news media has a hidden agenda. What I is wasn't going to delve too deeply into that agenda because they're going to talk over that rabbit Let me probe your beautiful mind, Joe. What is that hidden agenda? What do I think? Yeah, you, what you uh, think. You're on Let It Rip. Go ahead. And action. You know, I probably shouldn't have an opinion. Well, point. you should have an opinion. You're on Let It Rip. Go ahead. And go ahead. What's the hidden agenda? I don't know because I don't work there. I don't know what the okay. hidden agenda Okay, in, in your life, your real life, what's the hidden agenda? Uh, my hidden agenda? Or the, well, I know what yours is. The, the, the media's media. hidden agenda. Yes. I don't know, man. I think the people... That's my point. That's my point. The money are able to tell them what to report and what not to report. For example, uh, if you're exposing wrongdoing at a... XYZ company and XYZ company. Don't call Channel 7 into this. I'm your telephone. You showed up on their airwaves as an expert witness. He invited them in. He invited them in. It's right out there. Can I get you a knish? And you do an investigative piece and show that the widget company is ripping off their shareholders or whatever, mm-hmm. all of a sudden widget companies stop running their ads on your station and you get fired. Well, that's a business right? decision. I mean, what in the well, story so itself? Mainstream media is a business. It's all a business. And stories they cover or how they cover them well, are Joe, 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 of course it's right? business. That's why you're always asking me for a paycheck. When you're not even the chief intern, you're the chief deputy intern. But can I hit the Everybody's a capitalist. 
when it comes to hunger. Every story they cover, whether they cover the story or not, and how they cover it, is a decision, a business decision, based on who is their advertisers at that point in time, or who's controlling their, pulling their strings, who's the guy behind the curtain or whatever. That's not true, Joe. It's not, that's not how it works. Charlie, when it's you kind of true. It's true sometimes. Really? They look over the advertiser list, and then they make their, they decide sometimes what to Sometimes the advertiser calls up and bitches, and your shit gets taken off the air. Well, that happens. Oh, yeah. Well, that does happen. So that's, not, my, that's not the rule. Joe's that's my boy, exception. you know. All right, I got to let you guys go. I got to get back to work. Ooh, oh, wait, I got, a, I, got a, I got a gift for you. Wait a minute. Ready? 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 Joe? What do you want? Right here. Okay. <laughs> Oh, All right, I gotta let wait, you guys go. Wait, I got something for you. I got something for you. What? Huel Perkins says he might have some work for you. That I'm to give okay. you his number. How about that, bro? That's that'll be awesome. Are you pleased? Uh, excuse me. Are you pleased? I'll put you on Fox too. I'm excited. I'm you sellout, motherfucker! You mainstream sellout, motherfucker! Fuck you! Oh, okay. <laughs> Charlie, when you referred to him as having a beautiful mind, were you comparing him to John Nash, the genius portrayed by Russell Crowe in the movie, The Beautiful Mind? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, for Joe sure. Joe sees things that aren't there, but they add up. <laughs> All right, well, let, let's cut it short. Uh, you know, we can go on forever. But, uh, again, thanks, Huel. Thanks, Drew. Uh, go to no bullshitnewshour.com. Download any app you want to be able to get podcasts and and rate us put laduff in there or whatever no bullshit news give us a rating thank you we're part of the uh red shovel studio network there's some other shit i'm supposed to tell you but i don't really like you on uh rate you on itunes i just don't like all that shit i Uh, mean rate them on itunes i just think it should be okay yeah just rate it should you do you uh thanks to all the sponsors thank you the people remember Love each other, and I'm pleased that some man, a physicist in Spain, would write the postmodern novel. No, I'm not upset that he jacked my shit, because I don't think he did. He just made it something else. You were his inspiration. And the opening line of the story I wrote for the New York Times comes from my wife. So we all beget something, and we've... We're begotten from something. And if you don't believe me, listen to this mashup here. This is uh, Memphis Mini and some obscure rock band that you may or may not have heard of. But, you know, dig it. Art begets art. Live your life like art. See you next week.
Can make it something new. Try to credit the fucker. Did you just turn it down? Can you turn it up? It's Zeppelin, bro. Sing in that in that cigarette voice of yours, man. Are you gonna sing something? It's the great Led Zeppelin. I'm asking for a cheesy line. Sing the fucker. Turning red. Is that the JMO? I'm embarrassed. Don't be embarrassed. Come on, just sing it like you're in the shower. Problem is, we don't know the words. You gonna try it, Drew? <laughs> gonna break. When the levee breaks, there'll be no place to run. Nice, Bob. Never be embarrassed. <laughs> If you're in your truck right now, I want you to put your fucking hand out the window, pinky finger, forefinger, like the Red Shovel Studio logo. Do you no good? Crying won't help you. Do you no good? Sound pretty good, Bob. Levy breaks, there'll be no place to run. Ooh yeah. Ooh yeah. He was a cool fucking guy, man. He's, he's grounded. He's supposed to come in. I got this flavored vodka. Oh, we took care of it. <laughs> I think we got your job. Amen. Remember this from um, Fast Times at Ridgemont High? I do. He said uh, he's taking her out on a date, and the dude said, 
playing Zeppelin. Side three, physical graffiti. <laughs> and he was right. So everybody's uh, ripping on uh, Greta Van Sleet, ripping off Led Zeppelin, who ripped off Memphis Minnie, right. who ripped off Robert Johnson. Art is art is art. And let's love our Frankenmuth guys. You ever go to one of them chicken shops in Frankenmuth? Oh, hell yeah. They got a hypodermic receptacle, used hypodermic receptacle container above the sink, full of fucking needles. People shooting up when they go to get chicken. After they fill themselves with potatoes and chicken, it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Remember, before you can love anybody, you got to like yourself. You got to love yourself. I know about that. That's hard. Peace out, people.